If you're a business owner or a business leader and you're managing all the functions of your C-suite, subscribe to our channel, turn on notifications, and let's start talking about how you can make the most use of your time so that you can enjoy life and keep the dream alive. What's happening? Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Fractional, where we uh, bring entrepreneurs, business leaders, cool people on, and we talk about how they've uh, built businesses, and most importantly, how you uh, enjoy life and build a lifestyle and have a business that supports that. And uh, everybody's probably wondering why we've got this brute squad here this morning, and uh, that's a pretty good question, but uh, to be honest... These guys uh, were part of the catalyst to, to really push me to start the start the podcast, and I only thought it would only be so fitting to have you guys on, and we could talk and just have some fun. I mean, this is kind of a bucket list thing for me, you know. I mean, and uh, hopefully for you guys as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah! So, uh, what we're going to talk about today is all, all all of us here are you know I guess we're kind of like normal people, but we've all done some really cool stuff. And uh, we just want to, sh- you know, kind of share that and talk about it and, you know, uh, and have a chance to have some fun. So I got Hunter Heverly on the far end. Hunter is a professional surfer, deep sea diver, free diver, fisherman, has done some really cool stuff. Worth Farrington, travels the world doing uh, <laughs> offshore offshore fishing, some serious, serious uh, deep sea fishing. Um, also does some uh, investment uh, business as well, and then Chad is a uh, physical therapist and uh, an exercise guru, and is uh, keeping it holding us all together um, as we as we get older. So, Hunter, let's start with you. Just introduce yourself uh, and tell us tell us kind of what you do, and then we'll go down the line. Hi. I'm Hunter Heverly, born and raised in Emerald Isle, North Carolina, a block over from Worth. Here, <laughs> known him basically my whole life, and. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of different things. Right now, I kind of like a boat manager, like an asset manager, and I also do boat surveys. So, and you this, have your own business yeah, as a, this, as a this, surveyor. Right? This year, I I launched Heverly Marine. Hell yeah, congrats! And um, it's been awesome. It's uh, it's a business that I will be forever learning with, and um, I'm using it to help my family and and continue to grow because I don't like being stagnant and Heck yeah. I like to uh, to keep learning and stay in shape and be able to do what I what I like to do when I can so that's uh, pretty much it Heck yeah man well we'll, we'll, we'll get it we'll get a chance to dig yeah. into all that stuff in a little bit worth your up dude uh, for me what I like Hunter said grew up right down the street um, surfed and fished my whole life. Uh, went to UNCW and then went to state and got my engineering degree and did that for a couple years here in town and kind of got away from and started fishing. Yeah, <laughs> and, sounds like uh, a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, and got the opportunities to travel all over the world fishing for a bunch of really cool, very rich people. <laughs> and, uh, but it's been interesting and started a little bait business and just been trying to make some money and trying to travel around, see the world, have fun. Won a couple tournaments too, right? Yeah, got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Worth might hold the record for the most blue marlins caught on the East Coast or uh, yeah. no, uh, all close, North America? Or? To, like East Coast maybe. East Coast, maybe. East Heck Coast. yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Chad, you're up, man. 
Yeah, Chad Holderness, uh, physical therapist assistant. I went. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a doctor, far from it. Um, but again, I don't, like titles wise, I don't. I don't know where I fall. Yeah. Like <laughs> coach, therapist. I don't know. I'll call you coach. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer coach like coach sure. more than therapist. <laughs> like um, even kids, adults, like call me coach. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Coach, coach Chad. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I started like growing up super athletic, a little more landlocked than these guys. Um, not really saltwater, but a lot of bass fishing. Ate a lot of bass. <laughs> really? like, probably radioactive bass. I was like the Raleigh area. Dude, that's I how you put so much that. weight on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Really like Sharon Harrison. Yeah, Sharon Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Eating fish in little residential ponds and stuff. Um, but yeah, football, lacrosse stuff. Went to at. That's where I kind of met. That's how this friend group, I guess, kind of got connected. Was like D Dubs, and uh, riding back with him to surf. Yeah, and then. Uh, Got some injuries, left at like right after like walking onto the football team. Uh, had some ankle surgeries, moved down here, linked back up with Hunter guys, and went kind of full steam into the saltwater stuff. And heck yeah, kind of haven't looked back. Still, still got my foot in the football stuff. Do stuff with Film to Field, local uh, football company, hold camps. Um, this summer, I'm traveling, doing some college camps. So I'll be at State, ECU, Catawba, a couple other places. Heck, yeah. Um, for that oh. stuff, I do, like, emergency medical readiness stuff. Like, yep. kind of, like, on-field, like, insurance, what-if stuff. Kinda yeah. Making sure everything's going smooth. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, kind of, like, what, you know, brought this group together was, uh, you know, I was, you were working at a marathon, the Wilmington Marathon, I think it was in February. Yeah. And I was down there to watch a friend and I turned around and just like ran into you. I was like, yeah, Chad, what's yeah. up, man? I haven't seen you in a, in a little while because I, I was, I went in a couple of years ago um, to get some, to, for Chad to kind of help me out. And we were chatting. I was like, man, we should, we got to get like a group together. Like, let's do a morning workout. I need to, you know, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling like sluggish, got to get something together and like yeah. happened quick. Though, it happened like, real quick. Like literally the next week, like you, you and Hunter were talking, he like kind of said the same thing. I linked up. Yeah. Worth was there. And then like, you know, the next week we were doing, we were doing workouts and what's, what's so cool about the workout is that like, and the way it started was very just serendipitous. Like we just happened to be in the, the right, you know, in the yeah. same place and then it happened. And then as we were doing these workouts, you know, being able to me always nerding out on business stuff, like the philosophy of the workout regimen that you started with us. We started talking about like, you know, how all of that just plays into like business development and like, and Honestly, like lifestyle. From like when we walk in the door, it's like, I don't know, it's usually like 10 till 6. We usually like the warm up starts with us running our mouth for about like <laughs> five minutes before we hit the ground. And then it's like, yeah kind of conscious movement we kind of got a routine but we're like slightly kind of just like have done it enough we all got a feel for like what we're like doing within our own space and then we're running our mouth a whole lot while we're on the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think like the talking and the movement stuff by the time we're done with that like it's ready to work so, yeah I don't, I don't know about you guys but yeah. when i leave that session we had one this morning too and we yeah, wanted to we like in. purposely put this after the workout session because when i leave that session i'm just like ready to roll like take on the day and man after doing this for three months i feel like you know as good as i've i've ever felt at the ripe old age of 
four, I think, now. Yeah. <laughs> Which, whatever. Walking up the stairs, I'm not so out of breath anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so, like, rewind. Yeah. The way that I got, you know, met all you guys was through Worth back at UNCW. We lived in the dorms together. That was, like, more than 15 years ago now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, Worth and I were buddies, and that's how, and then I met Hunter kind of through that. You know, we were always trying to, you know, go catch some waves or, tra- you know, mm-hmm. chase some waves and go do some cool stuff. And then, and then, so, yeah, man. So, Hunter, let's, uh, I want to talk about, like, one of the guys, uh, a buddy I had on last week, he talked about this, like, really cool quote he said, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit. He's like, fear is a muscle that you have to exercise. And, like, you know, what, you know, what you guys do in terms of, like, you know, deep sea diving, like, surfing, like, really big waves, really gnarly stuff worth, you're taking a boat, like, down around the, you know, through the Panama Canal or whatever, and, like, you know, doing some crazy travels, and, Chad, you go out diving and stuff, and so, like, stress management. Yeah, so, (laughs) tell us, like, I don't know, tell us, like, what, what's probably, what's, like, the heaviest situation that you've been in, like, you know, diving or on the water or surfing and, you know, tell us about how you get to that point, you know? Man, I've had a lot of scary situations. Is this one um, going? Is this, are the wives going to listen? Definitely. <laughs> 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 oh, I've, when I was younger, you know, I was chasing the professional surfing dream yep. and um, I had some near drowning experiences as a kid. And then when I learned about spearfishing and freediving, I kind of looked at it like, oh, that would help in a lot of surfing situations, not knowing that <clears throat> freediving and spearfishing would eventually take over my life. And I tend to chase it more than I do surfing now. Mm-hmm. But with the spearfishing and freediving, I remember when I first started, the feeling of getting off the boat, you'd be looking at your buddies and be like, come on, dude, let's get in the water. And I'm not getting in until you get in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's it's still it's still there. Um, some days you some days you hop right in. Some days you're a little bit like, oh, I don't know, I might need to give it a minute. But um, jumping off the boat, getting in the water is the hardest part about it. Once you're in the water and you can kind of see what's going on, um, it's just a natural feeling that takes over where it's sink or swim. Yeah. And um, literally, put, yeah, and, and you put yourself in in that situation, so you have to accept what comes with it. And a lot of times, it's big sharks and seriously. And and you guys are in a couple hundred feet of water sometimes. Anywhere from fifty feet to three hundred and fifty feet. Yeah. And um, would would you would you say that's one of those things like you take guys out there and they do it their first time, they're gonna know whether they're gonna be back or not. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you see a lot of people come one well, time, and you, you never, back, you, you back, right? yeah. yeah, you never hear yeah, from his, him again. Uh, his first time taking me offshore was was uh, quite quite eye opening. Bring it back, I don't, I don't remember. Back. All right, so <laughs> lots of jetty dives, whatever. Um, I went off to like PTA school. Yeah, had been out of the water for a little bit. They'd like exponentially like taking it to the next level had already been doing like offshore stuff brando had that maycraft i thought that they'd been taking this thing out to the tower like a bunch while i've been gone they'd only taken it out there once and like i'm, I'm not nautical really at this point <laughs> like i'm completely oblivious and 
They were like, hey, we're going to the tower. I'm like, psyched up. It's like late November. It was like freezing that morning, like ice on the boat type deal. We get down there and uh, definitely had definitely had been a night for some people the night before. And <laughs> I jump on the boat. I'm like, like completely clear minded, like ready yeah. And Brandon and uh, Hunter, they're like psyching, you know, at that point. Like we get on the boat, we get out the jetty. One of them lays down. Hunter's on the wheel. I've never, I've never been offshore driving a boat. Yeah. And uh, next thing I know, Hunter's like, "This line right here, keep it, keep it going that way, and let us know when the sun comes up." <laughs> and I literally had no idea. I'd never driven a boat offshore. He got, we did get past the last buoy out there. And uh, yeah, next thing I know, I was like driving a boat for an hour and a half by myself, with, like two dudes sleeping next to me. <laughs> The sun came up and the tower is right there and yeah, hadn't been in the water. They jump in and at that point, right, we were still kind of figuring stuff out. Had the boat on anchor. They're in the water. I'm on the boat, still like taking my time, like kind of freaking I, out. I, I remember this. Hard, 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 yeah. like, jump in like 15 foot hammerhead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so are we like moving spots? She's like, no, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. <laughs> so first time dumping in the water, like. Cruising right there, hammers and top to bottom viz, shipwreck, and watch those dudes like Slay Grouper, Kobe, a hogfish. Like, first time out there, <laughs> it was yep. wild, changed yeah. my life. <laughs> no, and, and that's like, and that's exactly why I like bring that up because, yeah, like, I mean, doing something life. like that completely changes your perspective oh, yeah, on life, no, right? Like, like yep. it's. I mean, seriously, like, you're it's just... messed up how much I, like, seek that now. Like, yeah, that's... It, it's, a, it's a good thing, but you, I know, used to, you gotta keep it I used to tell right? people all the time, it's like a real-life video game. Yeah. It's like but, nothing I've ever felt before. Yeah. That, so. You get real gratification, and there are real consequences, and... Like, yeah. Stress management, for sure. Like, when you're in the moment, it's like, you better control the moment. Yeah. Like put yourself, like, frame your situation. Make sure you're in a situation where you at least think you're in control. And usually you get pretty good outcome. Looking out for each other. That's kind of where, like, the teamwork aspect of it's, like, yeah. pretty sweet. Like, so, like, for me, when I was learning, like, I was pretty much just, like, a teammate out there, like, figuring it out for y'all. Like, trying to Help, at least helping help figure it out. Help, yeah. Helping everybody figure it out. But. Now we have a system in place. Yeah. It's, like, a safety system. Yeah, where um, you go down on a dive, someone is watching you at all times. Yep. They're obligated to making sure you survive, and the other person is breathing up, breathing up, getting ready for their dive, and yep. kind of spotting the fish and the sharks and trying to handle the other side of it. It's so gnarly. So relaxing, though. So it's ninety percent of the time. Yeah, ninety percent of the time. Oh, this is why I do it, and then at least ten percent of the time, I'm like, "Wow, what are we doing? Why, why, why are we doing this?" <laughs> so, um, I got to like bring this to the to the business point, and then worth. I want to I want to hear about your you know some of your experiences like being offshore and stuff. Right. But real quick, but like what Hunter and Chad like just talked about is really kind of how a lot of businesses start, right? It's like. We're just gonna go do this thing, you know. We're, whether you know, we're just gonna wake, you know, we're, we're we're gonna wake up and take this little 19 footer, like a couple miles offshore, and you know, we're just gonna, you know, bootstrap it. We're gonna do it, and then we get there and we do it, and like things start to work, 
and then some we, things don't work and some things don't it, work yeah. and then we built you know you build on that like we put processes into place like you know like you were talking about where you got like a you know you got a, a crew this guy's in charge of doing that this guy's in charge of doing that and that's like the continuous improvement and like you know like and that's the whole point of this is like all these things that we do in life every day if you really like think about that in terms of a business you know business philosophy you know that's really you know kind of the organic transgression of how yeah. things how things go and you know, and, and the fear part being like, you know, to like to be afraid to like jump out and start something on your own, you know, and like, you know, everybody here has done that. And, um, you know, it's just it's I guess it's kind of cool. To, like if you really look at it from a story, like where it starts, how you get to a point and then you look back and you're like, wow, that's kind of how it how it came together. Yeah, right. I think we're lucky. All of us are lucky enough to find something that makes us tick. That's and right. once you've find that's that right. you have no choice but to mold your lifestyle around being able to to capitalize on your opportunities because this rough out offshore a lot of times and um there's a lot of time to work but when it's pretty you got to be able to go yeah and if you can't go you're just going to be sitting on the beach watching all your friends go and just losing your FOMO, yeah, right? losing your mind losing that's your mind. probably the worst feeling i'm getting over it now so I've, you know, got a lot of experience and have a lot of good opportunities to go. But when you're stuck on the beach and all your friends are offshore, yeah. that's all you can think about all day. I know, man. T tomorrow at work is going to be hard. When <laughs> yeah. you're it's like when we were younger and we were surfing. It's the yep, same, same thing. situation. We grew up surfing. It was like, had to go to school or had to do this. and. Well, luckily, our dads would let us yeah. be able to surf. <laughs> luckily, because yeah. the, the best <laughs> wave literally disappeared, not five, ten years ago, so it was a fleeting thing that we we didn't know it was fleeting at the time, but yeah, I mean, it literally was some of the best days of my life spent on Shackford and it's wild, it's gone. That's yeah. a perfect example of why you gotta go. When yeah, you, you gotta go. Life is short, yeah, and um, if you can find something that you enjoy doing and make it to where you can do it as often as possible, then you got to go do it, man. Yeah. you got to. a big part of happiness, I think. Heck, yeah. yeah. Sure. So, no, I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's, like, a perfect, like, point of, like, every, you know, the whole point of this, you know, what we're doing here with this podcast and, like, getting people together is that, you know, life's short and, you know, you got to go do what you want to do. And, you know, the best way to be able to, like, using offshore fishing, surfing, diving like there's so many elements that come into play to like you know to find that like perfect time that you can, it's not like next wednesday at 9 no. a.m we're going no, you know, it's fishing it's like dude like i don't know when it's gonna happen there's a window within like the next three days and i've got to be able to manage my life and my schedule so that i can go get it while it's good right yeah yeah, yeah. that's it so yeah that's that's awesome so we're so tell us about like you know like you know you've taken a boat from you know, the east coast of the U.S. through the Panama Canal out to the Pacific Ocean, and you know, give us an, an you know an example of what it you know a heavy experience, and then also you know you do some you know you know day trading and investment, and what are some of the like principles that you can take from you know what you do on a on the boat, and and how do you like translate that into what you do on your investment side? Well, all of it, and I've learned more on the investment side is planning, planning, and more planning, and having a creative idea and not letting other elements get you off of that plan because even like when you're fishing or traveling or you know you got to have things can go wrong 
in very small amounts of times. And unless you have somewhat of a plan, it's really just going to take you and take you off your mental, take you off of everything that you've been trying, your goal, honestly. Right. And derails you from it all. So, yeah, a lot of it's just the, the planning aspect of it. And even when you're fishing, you know, like, you know, it's kind of a, you're going out there in the environment and then everything's very fluid and different and you might have an idea and you might have to adapt a little bit but as long as you're still you know staying with that one goal and you're getting to that point and make sure that you have all your eggs you know aligned that you can take care of that goal is really pretty important i feel like on any part of life honestly and mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's... uh it's crazy how you know fishing diving surfing maybe not so much surfing but it's more of a fun thing but you know, the planning aspect to it is really, it, it makes all the difference. In oh, everything. yeah. So, That's yeah. what my dad preached growing up. I don't know if you remember him always saying this. And my dad, you know, is a sharp guy. Yeah. And he doesn't use foul language. But growing up, he would always say proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yeah. And that's something I still think about all the time because you get caught in a spot and you're not prepared. And you're just, I, I think back to him like, ah. I should have listened. Dad would, yeah. 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 Well, his dad was a, a very good on the lifestyle that we're talking about too. He, yeah. When when he wanted to go surfing or when he wanted to do things that he enjoyed in life, I mean, he made it where it was. He was gone. He did. It. Yeah. 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 Hunting or fishing or surfing. I mean, it was. Yeah. He's he he's a great example yeah. of what we're talking about here. Yeah, he sure. runs fishing charters all summer what he loves to do and then he's, yeah. uh, he does guided bow hunts all winter up in ohio so oh, cool he has and shaped his professional you, life around his hobbies yeah. your, your name's teaser. your name's hunter and what's your brother's name fisher <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's great that's that's like, yeah, I love that, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, that says it all yeah that's uh, that's so rad and then your son's name my son is, first, is diver yeah. and my daughter is palmer yeah and um yeah, we're just kind of in the dream alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chad. Chad has a has yeah. a little girl. Little girl, well. Kayala. Yeah. Yep. So we we've got our first on the way in a couple months. Yeah. So we're gonna be joining the joining the dad crew. Yeah. We got two of the raddest dads in town <laughs> on the show right now. We're trying. There's man. a bunch it's, of them out there. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of rad dads for yeah. sure. But, that's um, awesome. But it's that's why it's important for us to stay in shape and stay, you know on the grind because we want to show our kids that life's not easy. You have to work really hard, but yep. if you work really hard, then you can have a really good life. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, that's also where that safety aspect comes into play. Yeah. <laughs> having like, I don't want the hobbies to having kids take me out of doing the stuff that I want to do like 10 years down the line with Kayala. Yeah. I, I guess going offshore, so, like, like before you have a kid and then going offshore, it's totally after you have a kid, there's yeah. probably a different little aspect yeah. of that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and not in a bad way though, really. Like no, in a good way. A little more perspective. Yeah, yeah, more perspective. You think about the decisions you make because a lot of your little decisions um, put you in the places that you end up, and it's all about handling those situations and yep. making good ones so that you're in situations you can get out of. Yeah, heck yeah. And if you do make a mistake, not just like harp it on that mistake, being like, all right, that. Could've, we could have done that better. Like, let's get over. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's get, let's get over what could have happened. Like I was doing this morning. You know, I came yeah. in and I was like, guys, I screwed up, and it was like a t- you know, I'm so critical of myself, yeah. but like a tiny little mistake, and it like 
kind of I was so bad that's kind of where like us flapping our gums and then we're getting out of the workout we kind of just put stuff out there like it can be a variety of like Things. It's almost like a little counseling session. No, it is. Like, we got like yeah. a little like brain. Throw it out on the table, like yeah. whatever you say, kind of is like staying there. And yeah. Yeah. Social, yeah. Social, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you, like, if you kind of go back to like college or, you know, when, like younger, like when we were hanging out and like doing stuff, it was like pretty much around like drinking and like partying, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's yeah. the normal transgression. Now it's like we're like hanging out and talking about like wellness and like you know how yeah. to take care of ourselves <laughs> and like yeah. you know how to build a business and it's just like how are your chickens doing? What are you eating? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah, and you know being able to you know barter some some eggs for some fresh fish that's a pretty yeah. sweet deal, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can argue with that. Yeah, so Chad, tell us about like how you have like put together our workout routines like you know the philosophy okay. behind like yeah, how yeah, we yeah. do that and then let's also bring that you know ultimately into so that's kinda, yeah business development yeah. as well like one of my things i've always been like right it, it all adds up right like yeah one of my little side things is like equation training um confused a lot of people but i've just kind of left it like it is because they're like what are you a math coach and i'm like sure (laughs) um but yeah it's like like y'all like we talk about all the time we've all been through like that like high school like grinding old school fashion stuff which is like awesome platform um expand on that a little more so like just like that feeling like you're going in there and doing kind of Doing stuff that, like, at the times, like, like, getting strong for the first time, time and like at that age, like your bodies can tolerate a lot of stuff. But like, I think we've all been through stuff, and then like you see people that like kind of didn't get out of that phase, and those are usually the guys that aren't moving too well anymore, and that have a lot of stuff, or like the guy that like is like, oh well, I can't do that because when I was nineteen, I did this in the weight room. It's like, dude. Probably should have fixed that then, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's kind of where like my philosophy now is kind of a lot more like, man, we're in there, we're working really hard, we're we do some max effort stuff, but like, it's all about like the shapes and the positions you're in, and kind of like yeah. how you're getting in and out of stuff, and like actually searching to understand like what you're feeling versus like what you're trying to target and yeah. trying to put all that together. Kind of like you like if you're going for something business wise, like. You need to know what that is, and then you need to know what that looks like so that when you're doing it, you actually know you're doing it Yep. versus, like, thinking you're doing it but being completely off the mark. And then, like, the gym and, like, therapy stuff, like, if you don't understand what you're targeting, what shape it should look like, and you can look at yourself and tell you're in that shape and know that you're feeling it where you should be, like, it all kind of starts coming together where, like, to the point where, like, now it's like, all right, like, you can take this script of, like, how we get in and out of, like, our hip load and where our feet need to be, where, like, our trunk needs to be. And, like, it's like, oh, well, that's kind of what it is when I'm on a board or that's where my weight transition needs to be when you're doing airs. And, like, yeah. kind of cool situation. Like, we were, we were working out that one day and, like, you were talking about, like, airs and, like, where, like, you kind of, like, weight shift beforehand. And then, like, two days later, I surfed. And I'm not a great surfer at all, like a lot of these guys. But, like, that talk, like, I've been thinking about it and... Did like one of the best little like floater little airdrops that I'd like ever done, and it was like that little thing. And like I thought about that weight shift, and I like thought about where my weight was gonna be, and it came together. And I was really like yeah. putting the feel of all the workout stuff, and then like the the thought process of like where it is in the water and stuff. Like it's just cool for me. Like 
in the workouts, like with these guys, I'm learning as much as like I'm trying to teach too. Same thing with the kids. Like you learn one thing from somebody, and then you almost put it in the box where you're like, for you, like in business, like if I'm helping this one company and this, I'm trying to apply it and it doesn't help them. I know like, ah, if I get somebody in a similar situation, if right. I try to apply it and it doesn't work, the next person that's in that similar situation, I'm probably not going to try to apply that same thing because it's probably not going to work. And then I kind of right, like exactly. compartmentalize like, all right, this is going to help someone like this. This is going to help somebody like that. So it's not so much like, it's almost like a flow chart in my head. It's always kind of like moving around. Heck yeah. Yeah, and I think we can take the workouts that we're doing to help our bodies because I went in there with a bad shoulder. I've had two ankle surgeries. Worth's had a bad back. I'm sure. Yep. Had... Yeah, I've had my fair share of ailments. <laughs> right. So we're getting in all these positions and, and moving our bodies, trying to strengthen all the little muscles around our injuries. Yeah. And then you look at a business and 80% of your business is running well, but there's these little things that you can do to get the other side on par with what's doing well. And that's how my body feels when we're working out and afterward, I'm like, Oh, I'm starting to feel a lot better. Address the low hanging fruit that it's like, all right, I'm going to chase these low hanging fruits that I know are not really great for me as I'm still doing the stuff that I like to do and, and is working good. Yep. And then like slowly kind of leveling it out and being like, Oh, well that's not my weakest link. Now let me try to pull something else up. And yep. yeah, like you said, it's kind of like self accountability type mm -hmm. deal. Like don't be blind to where you're like, you're at your weakest because yep. it's probably where stuff's going to like get lost. Yep. And, like, those, those first couple, like, sessions, like, some of the stuff we were doing, I think we were all just like, dude, like, what are we doing? Like, I don't like, feel this. Am it doesn't, doing why am I doing this? Why are you talking about where my head goes? Yeah, why are you I'm talking about all this? Exercise and, and then again, then it starts, like, flowing. And you're like, oh, all right, well, that's why, that's why all this kind of looks the same is, like, I'm not trying to pull, like, not to knock stuff, but, like, we're not doing things that look completely out of the ordinary and like its own scheme like everything's kind of like going into that same same flow and you create a flow then you kind of work in it yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's like i mean when you think back to it, it's like we we like start with the basics you yeah, know like the, the, the fundamentals groundwork yeah. and then you know you stand and stuff level up stuff, a little bit yeah. at a time and like there'll be Wall some drills. there'll be there'll be some days where we where I know I've done it I think in Hunter's probably the the biggest the biggest uh, one there's like going like dude this isn't heavy enough like let's do it <laughs> but you know it's like this is not heavy enough we all do it and then you like you, you like you kind of overdo it and then the next day you're like damn well that's that self should not have done that you know like I'm gonna listen to Chad I'm gonna, I'm gonna let my guys roll the dice when it's appropriate. <laughs> But also, the you know one of the best ways to learn is getting outside of your comfort zone yeah, a little bit. Exactly. So you know yeah. you gotta you gotta yeah. flirt with you it gotta know bit. when to push and when not to push. Yeah, yeah. but um, exactly. Yeah, I mean when uh, just kind of like looking back on how I started, you know the you know my business and you know applying that to you know what you know what we're doing in the in the gym together is you know it, it kind of. It, it wasn't just like I didn't have like a full plan and like I didn't just like cold turkey quit something and just, and start something new. I was able to kind of parlay, you know, the previous work into into like some new work and, you know, make it make it good on both sides with everybody that I was working with. And, you know, step by step, you know, you, you do a little bit more, you do a little bit more. You, you meet some other people and, 
you know, it's just like, you know, interesting, like, you know, organically how things come together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of the kind of the story of, of how this is, you know, come together. I mean, so the way we got connect, you know, back in, you know, back at UNCW, <laughs> back in, in 2007, living in the dorms to to where we are now, it's kind of funny to, to look back. Yeah. It's wild, man. Time is flying. <laughs> I know. And just like me growing up with him, me meeting you. Yep. And then our group somehow meeting him. Well, yeah, still. Honestly, like, yeah, his my guys was... back home also, like, from high school, I didn't even know, though. Like, those were your boys yeah. when you came down. Yeah, there, uh, like, Parker and all those guys. Like, yeah, exactly. So the Carrie crew kind of. Yeah, that was pe- a lot of all those people. also people I met. At UNCW, so in the dorms, yeah, yeah, small world for sure. So, so worth you're getting ready to go to Bermuda here for how? So, tell us about that. How many times have you done that? This will be my third July in Bermuda. Um, Tell us about that. uh, Going over there with a boat, um, just a boat that a family owns, um, sixty foot boat, leaving from Moorhead City, going to Bermuda. It's like six hundred miles. Uh, take us about two nights and two days. We can make it probably a little quicker, but the fuel issue is kind of the boat I'm on doesn't hold as much fuel to really run straight there. Mm-hmm. Um, go over there. We're f- fishing four tournaments. Um, one of them's the World Cup, which is like a worldwide tournament. It's 24 hours, and the biggest blue marlin wins like over a million dollars. Oh my gosh! Are um, you streaming any of that? Uh, maybe it depends on if he. <laughs> the Starlink, the Starlink, yeah, we gotta we yeah. gotta call him up and get that dialed in. It was it was cheap for a little while, and then I think he decided he figured it all out and bumped it up a couple hundred bucks a month. So yeah, yeah the people that can afford, you know, can afford yeah, that, can, can afford that, can afford it for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it is like a thousand bucks a month, so it's like a little crazy. But anyways, um, then we do. Th- Three more tournaments there. Um, they're pretty almost back to back. They're like three or four day tournaments. Um, bunch of boats come from all over, uh, pretty much the whole East Coast, really. But still, there's some boats from like the Gulf and stuff that come over there. Yep. Very cool. Bermuda's, I mean, one of my favorite places I've ever been. Um, it's very Different than Bahamas, and it's just weird that it's just out in the middle of the ocean. I mean, like, it's literally like it's almost like directly it's north east of North Carolina. It's actually. north. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's how, like Virginia or something like that. Is is the same. It's thing. like due east of Virginia. Yeah, and it's wild. You go from, you know, you leave here in North Carolina, and it's like marsh grass and pine trees and green nasty water, and then mm-hmm. it's like you get on a boat for a day and a half through the middle of the ocean, and then. You just land on this tropical paradise. It's just, it's, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's kind of a head trip, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> just in, like, the, in the middle of, in the middle of the nowhere. Ocean. And uh, beautiful place, great people, um, very clean. It's, I mean, it's a super expensive island, but um, sounds like a, a good place to go. No, I, I love, I like, yeah, it's. And every July, I'd like to live the rest of my life. Every July, yeah. there. And I mean, that's that's like your your job, right? Like that's like part of your livelihood. That's how you make a living. Is you get to go and do stuff like that. Yeah, pretty and, rad. Um, it's cool. You know, I I I've kind of been freelancing for the last since like uh, since twenty twenty one. I had a job through COVID. I actually, quit one of my jobs like in March of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and. 
the boat I was supposed to be on was in Costa Rica and I got stuck there for two years. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't let anyone come in and come out. And both the captain and the – both captains were actually in United States when they shut it off. So the boat was literally sitting there and was taken care of by this um, South African guy that was just there, stuck there, too, working. Yeah. And uh, so I did that, and, and then I, that job didn't really work out because the boat was gone, and there's a – you know, they were um, not really going – that COVID really messed their whole program up. So yeah. I kind of started doing the whole freelancing thing, and that's kind of what I've been doing since then. Just I work on a handful of different boats and went to Cabo in uh, December for uh, like a month or so. And Heck yeah. Ran a little boat doing like striped marlin fishing and stuff. And, that's awesome. And that was incredible. That's a National Geographic site just Living the dream. Whales and seals and marlins and everything, everywhere in one spot. Like, it's it was insane. It was one of the coolest experiences of my life. That's and awesome. just try to keep racking those cool experiences up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, That's it, what it's all about. I grew up surfing and fishing, but kind of like Hunter says, when I went offshore and started doing that, it just that kind of took over my life. And surfing's good in North Carolina, but you get to a point where you got to travel and because yep. it's just not that great. Of yes. <laughs> and, I mean, when it's good, it's, and when it's, it's good. good. It's good. And, well, like, but. when we grew up, we had Shackford Banks. And, I mean, that was, like, the lifeblood of our surfing. Like, I mean, we, when it was good there, it was it was the best anywhere. And, <laughs> the and best wave, best in, North, wave in, in North America. For it's some sure. of the best waves I've Probably, ever surfed in my yeah. life, honestly. Yeah. Uh, beach Bake, for sure. Um, but, yeah, we lost that place, man. I, it was, like... Part of surfing left me really. It's kind of sad. And and you're like you're like dad's generation was the one that kind of like pioneered that or like yeah, found a way, yeah. right? Like like oh, both yeah. your dad's generation. Like yep. Yep. our dads grew up surfing there um, before anyone really knew. How did they, how did like how did they find it? Like how, I mean, they were born and raised there. Right. So. so just from like going around and like fishing, it's like I, oh my god, there's a way like. Look at that wave. Yeah. Yep. And when it was going on, you could see it from... You could see it from the bridge. Yeah, going, from the bridge. Going to Beaufort, you'd look over and see giant waves coming in and barreling. And it was like oh the perfect wave just went right down the the shipping channel and just directed right onto this one beach. And it was like a weird anomaly that... I don't know. It's it's, it's like something like... Oh, they have all the rebuild big waves, and they have like the the cave or the canyons that come up into the, and that's what makes them really big. Right. But it was like a small little version of it with the way the port channel, like I don't know, I guess honed the wave right into that one spot, and it was literally like double overhead, perfect well, breaking on the beach, like. And every <laughs> every uh, every hurricane that would come off Africa and come toward us yeah. would, we'd basically have trade winds, the right way. toward. The hurricane, yep. which was straight offshore at Shackleford, and if there was a hurricane swell, it'd be straight offshore and pumping for three, four days yeah. in a row. And you guys would just go and like camp out and yeah, yeah we camp out, days. bring a cooler full of food, and live the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just a special. Place. All our friends, family, and it was the wave was so close to the beach that like you could literally like yell and like yeah, you can talk like to talk to your friend that's yeah. sitting in the lineup and you're. Yeah, it was, it, it's insane. It was an anomaly that it's, like I said, it when it left, it really tore a lot of the surfing, like, I don't know, that I had. Yeah, would you still live back home if 
Shockford was still there? I'd go there a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot. But, oh, man. Well, I mean, I mean, that's like, you know, talking about that is like a good, a, a good metaphor for, you know, you got to get it while it's good, right? Yeah, like yeah. in all aspects of life, like timing, timing, you know, I mean, you know, the, you know, shack is, you know, I mean, it's gone because of dredging and erosion and all stuff like things that yeah. we can't really control those factors that, yeah. and, and how many, you know, and I'm like, I'm such a, uh, you know, a, a culprit of this. It's like, you know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Like I'll be able to, you know, like whatever it is, you know, like I'll, I'll be able to do that later in life. You know, I'm going to do this now and I'm going to focus on, you know, making money and this and that, and then I'll be able to do it. And then, you know, just like, you, you know, I've, more and more think about it. it's like no that's actually not the way that now like i'm not doing that i'm i'm i don't think i'll ever retire because the day you know like i always like want to have something i truly enjoy business and working with people and solving problems and i don't see myself ever retiring so if you think about it like from that perspective it's like let's just i want to live the lifestyle i want to live and i'm not saving for retirement because i'm not you know, I don't really see myself retiring. Yeah. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe that's not the right philosophy, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's the way I'm going to do it. And I think that, you know, I think that you guys are kind of on board with that. Well, when Worth chose to pursue the fishing career at the time, I remember talking to him, you know, weekly, and he was an engineer with an engineering degree working in town. And uh, he told me, like, ah, I don't know about that. And I'm looking at him like, what do you mean, dude? You're an engineer. Like, that's a career. Like, where we're from, you know, yeah. there, there aren't many engineers. <laughs> yeah. Commercial fishing and that type of stuff. But I remember thinking he was crazy for wanting to quit that to do something he loved. And not that I thought he was crazy. I, you know, I thought it was normal. But at the same time, I was like, dude, I don't know. And now, I mean, would you change anything? No, not really. No. Yeah, it's. I mean, no. That's yeah. not at all. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> what what pushed you to make that decision there? Uh, well, I you know, I my grandfather was an engineer. Um, my dad was like a builder and developer, and um, I went to school for civil engineering, kind of like thinking that, you know, I could somehow get into that field and you know help with my dad and. Um, just kind of following that, you know, those footsteps. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when we graduated college, it was 2008, you know, so uh, it was it was pretty, it was not the best, like, graduating environment by any means, getting jobs, and um, I don't know, I, I saw just a lot of that, like, just that there's just the stress and just... Mm-hmm. Uh, the bureaucracy with the engineering and um, there's just a lot of stuff that I did not realize and I probably should have but I was off having so much fun in college that I didn't go and do an internship I didn't do really any summer class or anything mm-hmm. and when I graduated I went you know and um, I don't know it just just wasn't happened for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's, it is it's it might be you know it's perfect for some other people and that fits their lifestyle and you know their definition of success but for you yeah and, that and, just wasn't your and definition. Knows, and you know, if there had been a different environment and a different this and a different that yeah maybe there might have been a you know a path for me there but um i don't look back and regret it by any means that's awesome <laughs> so. no, that's that's so cool and yeah you know in our last just like couple minutes here as we 
as we wrap up, um, you know, I guess, you know, success is like a totally subjective term, right? And like happiness is different for everybody. And for us to sit here and say, you know, you know, this is just our way of doing stuff, right? This is our way of like, you know, trying to live the dream. And that's different for everybody. And I sometimes get stuck in, you know, when I'm talking to people, I'm like, you should do this or like, this is, this is how you do it. And I like try to catch myself and I'm like, no, like this is what I've done and this is how I've done it. And whether that's right or wrong is, you know, is really, I mean, truly a subjective thing to each person. You know, I'm highly critical of myself and, you know, I put one typo in a, in a proposal and it like, ru- you know, ruins my, like, you know, just ruins my morning, you know, the next, I know, because I'm just like so critical, but, you know, for other people, oh, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter, but yeah, you're right. it's just, I guess that's kind of all our, you know, all, all our, you know, own separate paths, so. Continuing to be like self-aware. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, that's what it's, that's what it's all, and, and that's what, you know, being with you guys, you know, a couple times a week and doing the workout is like, you know, working on just being aware of yourself, like physically, but then also we started to work in a little meditation cycle at the end, you know, we're, you know, slowly into that, but also like going into some mindfulness and self-awareness, which I struggle with because I go home after, you know, a a serious day of work and it takes a while for me to check out. And Natalie's like, hello, anybody home? (laughs) Like, you know, what's going on? So, but let's, uh, let's wrap it up here and just everybody like, you know, just, uh, Let's go down the line and, you know, I mean, like, I'm sure there's people out there that would love to, you know, connect with you guys, whether it's for like, hey, I need like a, I need like an experienced guide for, for boating or I need someone, um, I need, a, I need someone to help me get, you know, get fit or get my, you know, just get my life together. So just go down the line um, and tell, tell people how they can get in touch with you and, you know, and look you up. So go for it, Hunter. Yeah. Um, I've got a website, heverlymarine.com for um, my survey business. So. Nice you need a, a boat survey then you can look me up there heck yeah um i'm also on instagram and you know boats pretty good yeah yeah i spend <laughs> a lot of time on boats and it's um that's why i started the business because i have seen so much on boats that um i feel like i can help people make good decisions um, heck yeah. when they're looking to buy a boat hell yeah worth how about you um you can find me on instagram wbfishingcharters.com uh, or at our WB fishing charters at whatever it is. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me there. I don't really do any per se charters anymore, but um, I uh, have been trying to set some stuff up in the winters for like charters and different start and places in the country. So um, even if you are interested in doing some bill fishing somewhere, you know, between Cabo, Costa Rica, or something like that. Where's your man? Hit yeah. him up. I'll, I'll know where totally to go. Totally willing to be flown out places. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever. And, and Worth is one of the best fishermen in the world. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you see how far he's taken his tackle game and all the small um, details of how he does everything, it's, yeah. it's helped me a ton, and he, he is great Thanks, at yeah. All right, Chad. Um, where are we yeah, man. Uh, so Instagram, equation training, spelled as it is. Um I'm not going to try to spell it or I'll probably miss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, so, again, more of a coach, kind of just bringing, like, a holistic. I don't even really like to say holistic. All I was going to say the word for you. Because then it turns into, like, oh, is he a hippie? Or <laughs> and I guess I partially am that, but I don't know. I don't know, a bunch of chadisms is what people always say. <laughs> chadisms. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I had a guy come, come into the office. He's actually seeing my other therapist right now in the clinic. 
Haven't seen him in four years. Ran into him at Chopped no the other day after I was getting some shoes from Fleet Feet, and yeah. then uh, those are that was my those are drops. I hope they pay me for that. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta hold on to that. But, but yeah, so he's hadn't seen him in like three and a half years. He was a patient right after you, and he was like talking about all the stuff we were doing. And the other therapist was like, "You actually remember what he told you?" And the guy was like, "Yes, Chadisms." <laughs> Chadisms. The therapist has just started working with me like two weeks ago. He was like, "Wow, people listen to you." And I was like, "I guess so." Chad'll yeah. Chad get you right. Yeah. Chad'll get you right. Yeah. Well, heck yeah, guys, we did it. Um, yeah. We've been talking about this for for a long time, and. We actually brought it to reality, which is which is pretty cool. I'm super stoked. Thank you guys for coming on, and yeah, thank you everybody. Yeah, yeah, man. I yeah. think we could have done a whole another hour. Yeah, yeah, we could have kept going. We'll be back. Maybe. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, if you, if you like what you hear from these guys, hit them up, get in touch, and uh, go challenge yourself. Keep the dream alive, and uh, enjoy it. <laughs>